Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the NetSuite podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Fisher, and I hope all of you have remained safe and healthy during this time. I first want to express that everyone at NetSuite extends their support for those impacted by COVID-19, and we encourage you to visit netsuite.com for any resources you may need to get through this challenging time. The following conversation was recorded over Zoom amid stay-at-home mandates, so please take that into consideration while listening along. On this episode, we're joined by Bruce Capagli, the CFO of Precision Medical, a global leader in respiratory care that creates innovative solutions to help providers and patients achieve the best outcomes. Capagli dives into the impact of COVID-19 on Precision Medical, specifically a decrease in demand during the company's usual peak season, and how the organization shifted around that. Now, as the economy reopens, Capagli reveals his plans around assessing the company's business model and financial health, forecasting and scenario planning, and most importantly, addressing the health and safety of employees by staying up to date on local mandates and implementing new processes and procedures. Bruce provides tons of advice around necessary actions all business leaders should take right now, reminding everyone we're still in this together. Coming up next. You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. How are you? Good, Kendall. How are you doing today? Hanging in there, as we all are, I'm sure. Um, so before we dive into everything that we want to dive into today, um, as the economy is reopening, I, I want to give our audience a brief overview of Precision Medical. Can you tell mm-hmm. us what the company does? Absolutely. So the Precision family of companies, our core focus is on the patient prevention and rehabilitation of post-surgery events. So things like DVT, uh, that's really our passion is saving lives. So deep vein thrombosis kills 100,000 people per year. We call it the silent killer and we make a DVT take home battery operated cordless tubeless device because 50% or more of the deep vein thrombosis events actually occur post-surgery. So there's a lot of uh, measures and steps and products on the market for interoperative. So we focus on the patient's journey all the way through the recovery to help them prevent a blood clot and then recover with some of our other uh, durable medical equipment like our Crow bracing line, uh, lymphedema pumps and other things that we're bringing to market and have brought to market. And so how do you go about, you know, distributing these pro- products? Are you direct to consumer or is it more B2B? So B2B, we work with the providers directly, surgery centers, clinicians, hospitals, and then through some of the larger IDN uh, procurement networks for the larger healthcare groups. Got it. So this brings me to the current situation that we are in right now. How has COVID-19 impacted Precision Medical and impacted the relationships you have with these different businesses and medical providers? Have you guys had to shift it all? I mean, there's a lot going on, a lot of need, obviously, for various medical equipment and PPE, but not sure how you guys fit into all of that. Definitely. So our our core business is focused on the preventative surgeries, as they're called. So things like a total hip, total knee, uh, ACL, MCL, 
uh, shoulder, rotator cuff, those type of surgeries. So as the preventative surgeries have been delayed, we have seen a decrease in our revenue. Where we're fortunate, a lot of businesses like restaurants and, and some other retail businesses, you know, if you were going to go to dinner in May, unfortunately, you're probably not going to make up for it in June, July, August. So for us, we see it as a balloon squeeze. Traditionally in our market, it's very seasonal. In the summer months, providers are usually taking vacations. Uh, kids are out of school. A lot of people haven't fully hit their deductibles or co-pays. So we see kind of a lull in your June, July, August. And then as we get into Q4, we see an uptick. Everybody's hit their deductibles, providers, uh, everybody in the DME marketplace, we all call it our harvest season. And that Q4 is always very heavy. Well, this year we expect for our July, August, September, traditionally down months or flat months to increase. So it's kind of a balloon squeeze we're gonna see here coming up. Got it. So where you would normally see downtime is where you're probably once, you know, things start reopening, you'll probably start seeing an uptick in that stuff because people obviously things were shut down over the last couple months. Exactly. The elective surgeries are starting to pick back up in California, Texas, some of our more prominent areas. So we're already starting to see that increase in uptick in business. So, so before when things were, the demand was down over the last few months, how have you um, shifted the company around this? I mean, what steps did you take financially around the workforce and with the business model to kind of, you know, account for that? Yeah, we went like many, pretty much everybody uh, in our, our world virtual. So it was a amazing effort by our EHS human resources and uh, information technology team to quickly, practically overnight, it felt like. It felt like March 13th, the whole world changed. And then yeah. by, you know, St. Patrick's Day, it was work at home. How do we figure this out? So we made sure that our staff was fully equipped, had monitors, had laptops, had the right communication resources, headsets, everything they needed to be as efficient. Um, and very fortunately, you know, everybody bought in and we've actually seen in some departments higher efficiency working from home, ironically. So it's, it's been a, a pretty great story and a great effort of many to make it happen. And then financially, did you have to make any adjustments in order to account for the lower demand? Uh, we were very fortunate. We applied for the PPP Paycheck Protection Program very early on, and we were able to retain 100% of our workforce. Very proud of that. Uh, we did some, some great things from a culture perspective, morning motivation calls, just so people didn't feel like they were on an island. Uh, you know, not being able to come into work and interact with one another, we thought it was very important to have those daily calls. Uh, we got some great guest speakers, surgeons, pro athletes, other people to join and just keep people in the spirit and motivated and uh, chugging forward. That's awesome. That's great to hear. That's, you know, super important, not just now, but really always. And I think now we're learning, wow, we, we really need to be, you know, we need to be there. We need to showcase our empathy Whoa. at all times. Empathy became a big theme throughout all of this. And I think that's a theme that's going to remain after all of this is over. Absolutely. So right now, would you say business is still down, up, or pretty much stable? So March actually was a great month. Uh, we didn't see a big impact in March, a little lower than expected, but still Q1, we ended at 19% growth year over year. For us, uh, you know us now, we're very hungry. So we shoot for 50%. So 19 was a little bit of a disappointment, uh, but overall still great. You know, a lot of companies would, would uh, be very happy with that position. Uh, April was a rough month, about 50%, 40% actually of projected revenue. And May, we're starting to see that uptick to the right size. And we expect that June and July, as everything comes back online, 
uh, the elective and preventative surgeries that really are the main revenue drivers for us. As those increase, we'll see that, you know, like I said, a balloon squeeze. What we lost in April, we'll pick up for in future months. And we expect to finish the year at the same place that we originally projected. Got it. Good to know. And that's, you know, great news for you guys. So glad to hear it. Very fortunate. One of the things we're talking about a lot right now with various companies and to just help, you know, as as the economy is reopening to help companies get on their feet and really feel prepared is this idea of reassessing your business model. For Precision Medical, what would you say is working right now in your current business model? Our people, our processes, our technology. Thank you, NetSuite. Uh, We have a great suite of products that really have allowed us to be mobile and capable with everybody working from afar. So being with multiple SaaS solutions has has allowed us to do where others that may have an on-premise solution or need a VPN or have all those additional kind of hoopla's you have to go through to be able to work effectively from afar. Uh, you know, we've been very fortunate there. That's great. That's great. What metrics are you using right now to uh, measure success as more and more areas start to reopen? And like you said, uh, you're able to kind of go about business as as normal. Yeah, great question. So. Uh, We have our managed by objectives, our MBOs, and our corporate executive level KPIs that we update weekly. So that's kind of our top-down approach. We have the things that the senior executive team focus on regularly. And then we have our individual department KPIs and then the roles within the department. So we're measuring all those from a productivity perspective, ensure that, you know, everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing uh, away from home. And then with regard to our sales and our, our business, we have some leading indicators that we're keeping a close eye on. One of them is in our distribution center. Uh, the products that go out the door are usually indicative of surgeries that are upcoming and items that will be dispensed or prescribed to the patient. So as we're seeing that gradual uptick in distribution, uh, we expect for on the back end to receive those orders and prescriptions. Got it. And how, I mean, how are you tracking all of this? Uh, so Looker, uh, amazing tool, data visualization tool. Uh, so we have uh, NetSuite feeding into Delbumi as kind of our ETL platform and then goes to our data warehouse, which then feeds Looker. So I have mobile dashboards for, for me, the top five, six things that every morning is part of my routine. Go in, see where we're at on sales, see where we're at on collections, see where we're at on distribution and cost of goods. Uh, the important, you know, CFO metrics that I measure every day. Nice. And then, you know, like you talked about, when you're going to see this this kind of uh, shift in demand, which is different than your normal uptick in demand, are you or how are you going to be reorienting resources around that? Obviously, right now, things have kind of, you know, it hasn't been the same. So what are you going to do once once you start to see that? You know, a lot of people, we've been working harder. It's funny, uh, Jeremy Perkins, our our founder and CEO, we joke about it every day. We've been working harder (laughs) during this uh, than previous two. Uh, Very fortunate in the line of business we're in to have that opportunity and the funding to be able to do so. But for us, you know, keeping the sales force engaged, uh, we're going to have two harvest seasons. And we've had a lot of calls on that topic over the last couple of weeks, just telling them, be prepared. We know a lot of you have been at home with the kids and you want to get away. You want to take a vacation. You know, we've been just crushing collections. So that means big paychecks for them. Uh, you know, we're telling them stay focused because we know that there's going to be this huge uptick and it's going to take everybody just kind of conceding some of those things that normally we would want to do and gravitate towards in the summer months with family vacations and other things. So we're going to run hard through the year and then 
hopefully come January, February, you know, take a little time to uh, take a breath and celebrate. Yeah, and you know, that kind of brings me to my, one of my next big topics, which is this idea of aligning the company, you know, with the strategies, especially when you're, you're going to have some new strategies coming forward. How do you align the company around something like that where, yeah, okay, usually where you're taking vacations with the kids or you're using the summer months to take some time off. How do you align your company to say, right, it's not going to be right now, but here's why you got to stick with us. I think one of the things that I'm probably most proud of that we have done during this time is just doing everything in our power to make sure that everybody stays employed, that they're motivated. You know, we sent an Easter hand to everybody in the company nationwide, uh, you know, awesome. just, just making sure that we're taking care of our employees. And for sales, it's pretty easy. The surgeons are working, they're getting the orders, they're getting commission on it. So for them, they'll give up a trip to the Bahamas this summer to, you know, take you next year. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. You're right on that. <laughs> what What is everybody's mentality in terms of coming back to work? If you guys have been remote, as you mentioned, um, but as things start to reopen here, what's the mentality of people returning to the office? Uh, safety first, you know, uh, practicing the social distancing requirements, both at the federal, state and local level, uh, and they differ in many cases. So uh, having a great HR team and, and an office management team that's ensuring that we have sanitizing stations, masks, gloves, everything, uh, temperature checks for those of the individuals that are working in the office. First and foremost, making sure that our employees are safe and that they feel safe uh, coming to work. So, you know, some of our employees are considered essential. We are an essential business as a healthcare provider. You know, I've been in the office the entire time during this. So as we're starting to bring more people in, we're making sure desks are properly distanced and all those things are in place. Uh, extra sanitizing with our cleaning crew and all those measures just to ensure the safety and welfare of our employees. America's ready to get back to work, but to win in the new economy, you need NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more, all in one place. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook of the top strategies they're using as America reopens for business. Receive your free guide, Seven Actions Businesses Need to Take Now, and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com slash open. netsuite.com slash open. And that kind of actually leads me to, do you think you'll end up having more like work from home employees than you did previously? Do you think that's something that you'll bake into your strategy moving forward? I think so. I think some of it is there's going to be some individuals uh, that don't feel comfortable. And we don't want to pressure them or push them. You know, we want them to be comfortable. We uh, live in a virtual world. So we have the tools, we have the resources, we have the right systems and platforms to allow for them to work remotely. Uh, we have the right checks and balances in place to ensure the efficacy and efficiency of the work from home or, you know, a, a remote location. So I, I think that is going to be not just with our business, but many businesses uh, that you'll see, you know, we kind of have the, shift to 50-50 and then it went back to 80-20 and it might shift back more towards that 50-50 uh, work from home in an office here in the near future. Yeah, and I you know, I just keep thinking about I'm in LA and some of the things that I've seen just, you know, the the reduction in traffic, the reduction in pollution, that yes. kind of stuff to me is just a, it's that in itself is a great reason to have people work from home more than than maybe we we were before. I agree. 
Yeah. What are some of the steps you're taking to keep a tight rein of cash flow as things reopen? Yeah. So the PPP loan uh, was was big. Working with the bank, uh, and fortunately for us, our revenue cycle is a little little odd in that, on average, our AR window is nine months. So for things that we were billing last June and July we're now closing and either writing off or you know taking a positive impact of revenue if we're collecting higher than what we booked as gap revenue in that period uh, so for us we had great months last year late last year so the result now is that we're collecting you know three and a half four million a month when our revenue has fallen to one and a half one six um, which will impact the collections in the future but for now so we actually have to look kind of forward and how it's going to impact us as opposed to the cash flow and how it's impacting us now. So it's a little different than the traditional business that's on a standard 30, 60, 90 day terms. Interesting. So how often are you reforecasting? Is it like compared to usual? <laughs> Daily. <laughs> yeah, and, and no <laughs> as joke. you should be. Yeah. I mean, as things open up or we hear of legislation changes or different states, you know, allowing elective surgeries. Uh, we're, we're in close communication with all of our providers and understanding when they're coming back online, what they expect, what they have as far as surgery scheduled in the near, uh, short and long-term future and forecasting according to that. And like I said, that changes daily. So literally every day I'm in there kind of tweaking our, our pre and post and you know where the future goes. But at the end of the day, it always ends up coming back to that same number at the end of the year, which is uh, for me, you know, very refreshing and exciting. Of course, especially when, you know, so much else is out of our control right now. I can, I can imagine Absolutely. that's a, a nice little uh, cherry on top to have. What sort of scenario planning are you guys doing and who's all involved in that? Yeah, so uh, it's our finance team, human resources, sale. it's really all the executive leaders um, looking at everything from, you know, what if there's a COVID-20 or, or a resurgence and how is that going to impact us? Uh, what kind of cash do we need to have on hand when we do have those collections that catch up on these down months? And how do we plan to ensure that we're solvent through those times uh, and that we can continue to do all the great things that we're doing, investing in technology, uh, investing in products, product development, and all those things that we're really excited about for our future. Uh, one of the biggest changes that we've noticed with COVID-19 is the way that healthcare is changing. And like we're talking now, uh, a lot of providers are going to telemedicine, telehealth. Can't give too much detail on some of the fun stuff we've been working on, but we're really excited to be ahead of that curve and have some things coming to market in the near future here uh, that we think are, are well-timed, uh, you know, not purposely, um, but just a, a benefit of an unfortunate situation and is going to keep us on the leading edge of that future of healthcare and, and communication with patients. And, and as they say, I mean, war has always created innovation, right? Not that this is war, but this is something, this pandemic is, has really showcased the amount of innovation that can come out of, you know, out of a rough time, right? Yes. So it's, it is really interesting to see. So other than like telehealth platforms, are you seeing any other trends in data around your customers? Not a lot. I mean, with our, you know, the typical downturn, like I said, due to the preventative and, and elective surgeries being down, that impacts our wholesale business because our customers that are like us and a provider 
they're not buying the products to provide for the the patients and and providers that they're servicing. So it's kind of had that trickle down effect. Uh, but like you said, uh, you know, innovation has has always been something I've been really proud of with Precision. So we've taken this opportunity to really double down and take a step back, look at our business and and what opportunities we may have missed when we're running so fast like we do all the time. A lot of good good has come out of that. So we're really excited about the future. Can you share any of that with us or is that some of the stuff that's on the down low? Uh, some products. We're, we're really excited about the future of, of DVT and where that's going and how that integrates with some of those you know remote platforms and telehealth models and the education uh, with that. Um, Jeremy is is working on a documentary all about DVT. We're really excited about that. So he's working with some prominent names in Southern California there because we feel that it's our job to educate the world on it. Not enough people know about it. So we're working with athletes and and many others who uh, families of victims, uh, both, you know, famous and, and everyday people. So we're really excited about that as well. That's awesome. Very cool. I can't, I can't wait to see that. You'll have to let me know when it, when it comes out. Well, look for the silent killer. Oh, very cool. So during this downtick, was there any value offer that you were providing your customers or any type of like packaging, pricing, bundling, unbundling, even though, you know, there, we weren't seeing these type of preventative surgeries as much that you still had customers that were buying? Yeah, so uh, our business is unique in that we, our revenue cycle is working directly with the payers, so the insurers. So really with the providers, we're, we're providing a service and a product that the provider is prescribing. We're right. dispensing to, to the patient. Um, so nothing really on that front with the exception of uh, the resurgence of precision disposables. And, <laughs> Uh, you know, just the mature relationships we have in China, the global sourcing expertise we have with our team, the platforms and systems we have that allow us to do that effectively and efficiently. Uh, we've procured several million three-ply N95 and KN95 masks, have uh, pro- provided several municipalities and healthcare systems with masks in their time of need uh, at a below market cost is kind of the right thing to do uh, in leveraging our ability and our relationships to be able to do that. Now, were you were you kind of attracting new customers through that? I would imagine, like people that customers that you'd never really had before, because of that, there was such a need for N95 masks. I mean, now they're more accessible. But if you remember, a month ago, I couldn't get, I personally couldn't get right. my hands on one. Yeah, absolutely. So that that has been a great lead-in for surgery centers and providers uh, that we've been coveting. Uh, to be able to go in and provide them below market cost and and provide them something that they are having a, a hard time getting through the traditional supply chain uh, and leading into the conversation of how we can help them and their patients with DVT prevention, cryotherapy, and all the great things that we do with the durable medical equipment. Yeah, and again, all, uh, relationships you're building now that could last you know permanently. So that's Absolutely. great to hear. A couple just final wrap-up questions. If there's anything we could all learn right now and take with us moving forward, and I'm not just talking CFOs, but I'm talking business leaders, employees, anyone, what what would you say is the number one lesson you're at least garnering that you'd like to share with, with everyone else? Be prepared uh, for the unimaginable, right? As six months ago, even uh, let's go back to mid-March, you know, but before everything really just kind of, made a big turn. Um, I think a lot of us weren't prepared. Uh, you know, I'm proud of what America and, and commerce has done to get to where we needed to be. 
Um, yeah. But for us, we're really looking at all the what ifs, all the things that we said, eh, that'll never happen, not too worried about it. Um, our EHS, our, our HR teams and our senior leadership are really uh, focusing on all those things that we thought were unimaginable before and what we need to have in place to ensure continuity, both from a business perspective and being able to provide the services and products that we provide to the patients through a future pandemic or anything else that may come up that we just may have never thought of or imagined. You know what? That is a great note to end on. I couldn't think of anything better. So that is awesome. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us during this. You know, it is a very difficult time. It's still it's still difficult and there's still a lot going on. So we just appreciate you taking the time to sit down and, and offer this insight. Thank you. Always a pleasure, Kendall. Thank you. Appreciate it. Again, thank you so much to Bruce Capagli for joining us on this episode of the NetSuite podcast and providing us with great insight and advice around what he's doing at Precision Medical. I also want to shout out to everyone who made it possible, including our editing crew over at Lampstand and all you listeners for tuning in. Talk to you next time. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.